Hello, welcome to Anissa's underscore true crime podcast. And today I'm here with my very first episode. This episode I chose is the murder of Jessica Dishon. Hello, y'all. Welcome to my very first episode on my podcast. Um, I chose the Jessica Dishon case because it's not really out there and I always like to choose a case that's not really known so it can get out there but anyways let's get into it September 10th 1999 Jessica mom came home around one o'clock and seen her car was in a driveway um Jessica was supposed to go to school, so Jessica woke up way after everybody left because she drove to school. So, she um, she went inside the house and seen that she wasn't there. So, she called the, um, she called Jessica's dad and told him Jessica was gone, but her car was still in the driveway. So the dad told her to take the extra key and see if the car will crank up because um maybe he maybe they thought he thought that Jessica probably took another ride to school because her car didn't crank up. So she got the other key and um opened the car door to see Jessica's purse on the ground and one shoe and her phone that um had nine one dialed on it. She called um she called the dad back and the police and told them that the daughter was missing. So the dad got home and the police said the police said that um Jessica was a runaway and to come back tomorrow. So they went back early that morning and told them that she didn't come home. So two officers came to the house and searched the car. This is where I got mad at y'all. Some polices, some police don't do their job. Like, you know, you're supposed to treat every case good. Like, they didn't even... The police in this case really made me mad. Like, they didn't wear no gloves. They didn't bring no special equipment. They didn't, okay. They could have at least wore gloves. Like, the car could have had fingerprints and everything. Like, ugh, they just made me mad. They didn't wear no gloves. No spe- they didn't bring no special equipment. They messed up. If it was fingerprints, they messed it up because all their fingerprints were the um, over the car. And then they just left. So, two days later... Jessica mom and dad was getting tired of the police because the police wasn't doing anything. So they went and started their own search. So they were searching and the uncle, Jessica's uncle, ended up getting sick. So they had to leave early. That night after the search, the brother goes out and feeds it all. After a couple minutes, out there, the brother runs back in, in the house, saying, "Um, he thinks he heard Jessica scream, screaming for help." 
So the dad grabs his gun and runs outside and went to find her. And his brother pulled up, Jessica's uncle. And they all run through the um, woods to see their um their neighbor. The neighbor name is Bunky. The neighbor Bunky or whatever. Burning some clothes. When Jessica first went missing, Bunky was calling and harassing them and then and didn't want um the police or anybody to search their property. Search his property. So they called the police again and they asked um what Jessica had on um, the police asked what Jessica had on um, and went searching the um the neighbor because they said he was out there burning clothes. I know I just said that. And they found gloves that had a decomposing body smell on it. But they didn't arrest him. So the dad called the FBI. Because, like, the police really wasn't doing anything unless, like, the parents called them and told them some new evidence or something like that. Like, they, were, they weren't even trying. They just thought she ran away or whatever. And I don't know how they even thought she ran away because her phone had 9-1 on it. Ain't no, ain't no other number. Well, it's probably is, but most of the time, ain't nobody. They just made me mad in this case. They made me so mad in this case. But they called the FBI, and the FBI started searching right off the bat. They started looking for evidence. They went back to the um the neighbor's house. And searched and found a picture of Jessica. So, 17 days later, September 27, 1999, a woman was driving through the river bottoms. Y'all, let me explain the river bottoms to y'all. The river bottoms is where people dump anything at. I don't know if it was, um, they dump drugs. Like, that's where all the bad stuff happened at. People do drugs that is just bad. So she saw something against a tree and she got out to see what it was. And it was a body. So she called the police. They came and um, the body was badly decomposed. So the body turned out to be Jessica. So they called the parents and Jessica's mom identified her by her butterfly tattoo. Um, the cause of death was strangulation, and she was alive for three days before she was killed. So, the brother probably did hear her scream. He probably did hear her scream that night when they was, um, when he was outside feeding the dogs. So, the person that killed her tortured her. They cut her fingers off. They did some. They really tortured her real bad. So the FBI interviewed Bucky, the neighbor. He kept lying, y'all. Like he was lying. He said, um, the night he um just not the night the day Jessica went missing, it was no way he did it because him and his wife was having sex. But kind of find out that was a lie because his wife said then um they didn't have sex. 
He he just kept lying about everything. So they took him to take a lie detector test. He failed. He was charged with the murder and was facing the death penalty. The evidence was not y'all. The evidence was not handled properly. It was a mistrial, and they never charged him again. And the case went cold. Into 2012, 13 years later, they hired a new detective. So she started investigating and come to find out Bunky wasn't supposed to get um, a lot of detective tests because his IQ is really low. So um, they kept looking into it. So 2013, 14 years later, um, a prisoner came forward and said Jessica's uncle Stanley killed her because she started to like this boy her age and that he um tortured her in a barn near where they found her. So she um Jessica's um brother and the detective went down to the um barn and found they never found anything. After seven hours of digging, they didn't find nothing. So, as they're driving, um, as they're driving back, they see they didn't find. They was looking for the barn. They didn't. They dig, and they dig the ground because they thought they was gonna find her other shoe. So they didn't find a barn. They were just digging the dirt, like, where she was found at, like, near where she was found at, because they was looking for her other shoe. Like I said, one of her shoes was missing. So as they're driving back, they, um, they see the barn. And when they go in, it's, like, a bucket. Like, it's stuff all over the place. Like, it's just an old barn. I don't think nobody used it or whatever. And they found a sheet. So... We're going to go back to earlier in the case. Jessica, after Jessica died or whatever, they never touched her room. Like her, that morning that Jessica was leaving for school, um, or was supposed to leave for school, um, her bed was already made. So I'm pretty sure she got up and made her bed. So the, um, the parents never touched her room. They never changed anything. They just left it like that. And so the brother looked at the sheet and was like, this look like my sister's sheet that's on her bed. Kind of found out it was Jessica's sheet. So Jessica's, um, Jessica's uncle, Stanley, the one that went sick at the beginning when they started searching, the one that pulled up to the house when they was running through the woods thinking, um, the brother, not thinking, that the brother heard, Jessica screamed that uncle was raping her for years. And the morning Jessica went missing, he came over after the dad and mom left. So he went up um, to her and grabbed her out of the car. She ran in the house and tried to close the door, but he was too strong. And he ended up knocking her out and breaking her jaw. And he ended up taking her to the barn, torturing her, and killing her. So, 
he got charged with the murder. He was raping her for a long time. He was raping other family members for a long time. Other young girls, other family for a long time. Y'all. And the dad, like, it was just crazy. The dad was so upset because, like, the dad at the beginning of the case, he was already mad because his daughter was missing. Like, that's his only daughter. He was already mad. And kind of find out your, his brother was the one that did it. That made him even mad. Like, he wanted, he was like, he going to be waiting for him when he get out. Like, he said he was going to kill. Like, he was so mad that that man did. Like, that's your niece. And then you did it to other other young girls. And ain't no telling how young them girls was. Like, it ain't no telling how long he was raping Jessica. Like, that's crazy. Like, she she was almost ready to graduate. Like, she um, like she was just, that just made me mad. Like, he just made me mad. And I think when he gets, I can't remember how many years he got. But when he gets out, he's going to be 70 years old. I think he got um, 20 years, I think. So when he gets out, he's going to be, like, 70. And the dad said when he gets out, he's going to be with it for him. Hopefully the dad don't do anything. But Yeah, so um, thank y'all for listening to my very first um, podcast episode. And I hope y'all come back for the second one to listen. So I will see y'all.